Most people listen to podcasts to learn something, to be entertained and to walk away feeling inspired, perhaps even educated a bit. Hello, I'm Devo and I'm one of the two hosts of our show, The Little Impolite Podcast. Welcome and thanks for listening. This show is for the expansive, open-minded creative whose persistent curiosity towards integrating new information in their lives never stops. Think of it as the free thinkers toolkit for anyone that refuses to enroll in the conformity of all of those around them, instead forging their own paths with fortitude and love. It's that slightly unapologetic conversation with that new friend you just met that sort of wistfully and effortlessly pushes the conversation into spaces that you never expected. It's the deep-hearted conversations with purposeful and thoughtful individuals that have finally figured out their superpowers and are now pouring into it with gusto and love. We're delighted to host these conversations with you that lead us down the conversation well. But watch your step, because most of our guests, and of course, Lisa and I, are a little impolite. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm Devo, and this is my partner in crime. Lisa Staff. And welcome to the Little Impolite Podcast, formerly known as Mind Body Business. We've rebranded with a new theme, a new focus, a new purpose, and we're excited to bring this show to you today. And we really appreciate you listening because we know you have choices. So is this new and improved or is this just rebranding? <laughs> <laughs> well, funny you ask. Slap a new logo on and a new name. <laughs> Hopefully a new revenue stream. Hopefully a revenue stream. I like that. So, no, I think um, we wanted to get, as I said in the outset, just more purposeful about what the show is about. Mind Body Business is a great name, and we really enjoyed the time under that banner. But A Little Impolite seems to give us a broader audience and doesn't pigeonhole us into just business guests. And a lot of the guests that were reaching out to us to be on the show were really primarily wanting to talk about business type stuff. And while that's great, we wanted mm-hmm. to have a broader reach. As, mm-hmm. I guess is that some people tell us to niche down a little bit, but we wanted our podcast. There's so many business Niching podcasts. Niching is hard. Yeah. And there's so many business podcasts. And sometimes, you know, I, I think we're thinking about what do we like to listen to and what, what are we curious about and what do we want to know more about? And we've been able to connect with a lot of those people that are experts in that field, but are also fabulous to have conversations with, not just drilling through questions, but actually having a conversation and going a little bit deeper and mm-hmm. thinking, that's cool. I could apply that to my life or, you know, up something or just investigate something a little bit more that's interesting. Mm -hmm. So Lisa and I are both content creators. We've been in the business for you almost 30 years, me 20. Um, We've learned a lot. We've seen a lot. And one of the things that we've done in the last couple of years is pivot our business model to get into the space of helping other creatives Mm -hmm. and other entrepreneurs and other small business owners around social media, content creation, branding, strategy, that sort of stuff. And so we thought we'd take today's show to... Talk a little bit about a common misnomer that we encounter yeah. on a regular basis, and yeah. that centers around. Well, let's. Can I just backtrack a little yeah. bit? We also have a business where we do branding and marketing and social media and content creation and and just you know helping with smaller businesses, medium sized businesses. And this is a question that always comes up. Correct. And it also also there's confusion around it as soon as you go on any social media, and it's branding versus marketing well it's 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 direct branding and brand marketing or branding design and Mm -hmm. so we're going to have a conversation around direct marketing which is or or branding and direct branding which is centered around paid advertising seo sort of a non-linear relationship 
for uh, not, not mean to bore you there, but then brand design, which is centered around social media and really your brand messaging. Mm-hmm. And one of them is more of an emotional metric and the other one is more of a financial metric. And we're going to break those down a little bit and talk about those in the show today. Yeah. We want to be able to quiet some of the noise that's out there and just kind of make it a lot more simple or easier to digest. So you said at the outset of the show, when we were getting prepped that you have a new download that you want people to check out. Yes. So we're going to put that in our show notes. I think, especially correlating with what we're talking about today, there's a lot of uh, tension around what should you be doing on social media? How often should I be on it? What should I be doing? And it causes a lot of stress. And I think a lot of us have unhealthy relationships with social media now, always feeling like we're not doing enough or it's taking up too much time. And uh, you put together something that's really fabulous, talking about a healthy relationship with social media. So -hmm. that'll be available to you in our show notes and a download. And then shortly following, I don't know Mm -hmm. if we'll have this ready in the next couple of weeks, but we're targeting that. We have also launched a full, is it 10-part, 12-part social media class Mm -hmm. that will be available online for you. Um, Basically, all the things that we do for our clients mm -hmm. to get them out there and to increase their... um, visibility, their profitability, all the things that you want from social media in a healthy way. So check it out in the, in the links below. You can download the how to have a healthy relationship with social mm-hmm. media directly. And then in the next couple of weeks, stay on the lookout. We will be launching our first ever online virtual training class on sort of the same thing, branding, strategy, social media, and centered around having a healthy relationship with mm-hmm. it so it doesn't consume your life. If you have any questions, you can reach out to us, DM us on our own private Instagrams. Devo is at Fusion Photog. I'm at Lisa Staff Photo. And uh, we really appreciate you listening to us. You have a lot of places and a lot of things to do. And we appreciate you spending time with us, whether it's in the car, (laughs) going for a walk, or however else you listen to podcasts. That's where I listen to my podcasts. In the car. Actually driving down to see you or out and about moving around in the the city just... Um, when I have more than 20, 30 minutes just uh, yeah. in between locations. Yeah. So, yeah. Never so th- when I work. I want to be able to like focus on what people are saying and then I'm always like writing notes and stuff and checking things out. So, I can't listen to a podcast while I'm working. It's Either too distracting. Can I. Either can I. I'm always rewinding it. So. But we know you can. <laughs> this is an easy listen. So, listen, download, and uh, we'll see you on the other side. Hello, you sproutlings and sproutlets. Is that the right way to say that? I'm Devo, and this is the Mind Body Business Podcast. I'm here with this infinite creature to my left, your right, Lisa Staff. See how I did that? Oh, like yeah, well, that broadcast. was actually really impressive. And Lisa and I are going to do a podcast today, just the two of us, mano y mano, and talking a little bit about I did a blog post on this, mm-hmm. and I put it on LinkedIn the other day. It's a little bit a little bit loud. I'm just going to adjust that just a tad. And it was centered around the difference between brand marketing and direct marketing because we find as we're engaging with a lot of our clients early in the process that they don't quite understand the distinction between brand marketing and direct marketing, especially as it pertains to their brand message and social media. Mm-hmm. So you're going to... Interview me. Or... I'm gonna. I'm gonna ask you some hot, hot ticket questions, and I think. I think this is a hot topic. We're going all business and mind body business. We're going all business today, but it's it's a hot topic. I feel like 
everyone is talking about branding now and brand marketing and digital marketing and all those things. And there's there's a little bit of confusion around that. And we've had that with some of our clients too. Um, just because somebody says they can do something doesn't mean that they're an expert in it. And um, not a vet at all. We had a client this week um, that we were speaking to um, just having a, an open discussion with them. We're not doing any work for them yet. So um, you want to talk a little bit about how you came upon the conversation with them? Well, well uh, bottom line, uh, they found us on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but the bottom recap of that story is that it came, they contacted us for some, from some brand strategy. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, he realized uh, a little too late that he'd sort of put the cart before the horse, if you will, the metaphorical cart and horse story. And, had already created his product. He he already sent it to market. It's been crafted. It's ready to distribute. Um, but he wasn't really clear on his brand message, and he was really focusing on on the other side of the of the horse, sort of starting with the tail, if you will. And he was trying to market based upon what his competition is doing, mm-hmm. and his sole focus was differentiating between his competition. And he was so worried about what the competition is doing. Mm-hmm. But in after conversing with him, really. Um, for, for a lengthy period of time, I, I really quickly realized that he didn't really understand what his company's brand value proposition mm-hmm. was. And he was just doing like everybody else was. Let me just get it to market as soon as I can. I need photos. I need social media. I need a website. But he wasn't clear on what type of content was going to go in that brand message, in that website, in that social media. So we sort of told him in that initial conversation, slow your roll, homie. Mm-hmm. Take a step back. Mm-hmm. Let's start from the beginning craft this disposition, this foundation of what your business stands for. And then let's approach it from that, from that reflection, as opposed to just trying to worry about what your competition is doing. Competition is great, but that comes later in the game. And I think you, uh, you know, it's like going into marriage. You need to make sure that you're partnering with the right person and that your voice is still coming out. Sometimes we think, okay, we've, we've hired this, this other agency or these, uh, this other company that's going to help us with our business. Now in this instance, he hired them. Whoa. Forgive me. He hired them a few months ago. Now he's into this panic because next month he wants to be able to launch, but he hasn't received any assets. He hasn't, hasn't received any input. He's just kind of being like treading water. So that can happen a lot. And a lot of times what happens also is somebody gives you, they say, Hey, we're going to brand you, but they're not actually branding you. They're giving you maybe a color palette, basically something that you could go into Canva and do yourself, something that doesn't have the longevity and people end up rebranding themselves almost on a monthly basis. They'll, they'll see someone else's content and love their colorations and want to change their logo and their colors and all of that. This is, this is not a seasonal thing. Mm-hmm. Nike doesn't change their branding every month or every year. This is something that you want to do and invest your money in and then move on to the other aspects of your business. And we've had clients as well. One dealing with particularly right now that Every time she went to an agency, they were basically just building her a new website. So she was investing all her money on a yearly basis into a website and then having nothing left in her budget to invest in the growth of her business. It's not if you build it, they will come. It's an ongoing process. You're absolutely right. You you touched on something at the beginning of that conversation, logos, websites, et cetera. And today we're talking about brand marketing and direct marketing, which are two different types of, of marketing techniques. Both of them have a place in your business. And and but the logo piece we should also make a delineation on. And we did some we did a podcast on this a while ago. 
the logos and all those things that people are selling you, that's your brand design. And, mm-hmm. and those do have critical functionality in your business, of course, but those don't come until you've sorted out your brand messaging initially mm-hmm. and sort of like your value proposition, your purpose, all the different things, the problems that you're solving. And once you've figured out that, that infrastructure, if you know, that straw man, that foundation of your business, those other pieces then sort of fall in place because now you're very clear on the purpose of your company and what problems you're solving. So those are three separate pieces mm-hmm. and not to confuse anyone, but if anyone tells you, Hey, your branding is just a new logo, a new website, like, take a slow roll and say, Hey, I need to know more about my messaging, my purpose, my value proposition, all the different things. Why would a customer follow me? They're not going to follow you because you have a cool logo or a nice business Mm -hmm. card. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think, I think it's a little frustrating in in a small business or even a mid-sized business. You're so excited to get going, but it's, it's like they say, you have to slow down and speed up. Mm. I'm constantly so, speeding up on this. So project. it's that creating that apply to me. Yeah, it's creating right. that foundation. So what is brand marketing? So brand marketing is basically in the crux of it. It's the story and the messaging that your forward-facing brand tells to your consumer. It's building those relationships. Brand marketing is establishing trust, establishing brand loyalty, establishing raving fans, all of those buzzwords that you hear all the time. And those don't happen overnight. To do that, you sort of have to get into the game. You have to be clear on your purpose, clear on the value, clear on the problems that you're solving. What what is your product do that is unique and solves a problem for whomever is buying it. So think of that in that energy exchange. If you're going to sell me your photography and I am a buyer that is really scrutinous about who I would hire for my photography, I want to sort of know what I'm going to get from you. Why would I hire you and give you multiple multiple thousands of dollars to shoot my wedding over the 652 other photographers that came up in my Google results? Mm-hmm. So your brand message is when I visit your website, it should be very clear who you are, what you are, why you are, what what makes you different from the 652 mm-hmm. other photographers that came in that Google result. And there's going to be a part of that message that's going to connect with me on an organic, authentic, sort of resonant level. It's an emotional mm-hmm. decision. I see like, oh my God, Lisa's from Canada. I love Canadians. Oh my God, she's really focused on doing this type of photography. I love that kind of photography. I love the message that she said, the story that she talked about, why she does what she does. Like those sorts of things connect with me on an emotional level. And that's your brand marketing. Mm-hmm. I think we get distracted too. Sometimes somebody can present something to us and it's bright and shoot, new and shiny. And you think, oh, this is great. But again, it's it's being invested in the long run. And I think we've done branding for um, specific companies that it's a little bit of a back and forth. Mm-hmm. Here we, we do our homework. There's an intensive process of, of onboarding and going through and questioning and then walking away from it, developing something, presenting it, and having a continued conversation. So speed kills in this instance, mm-hmm. doesn't it? Absolutely. Absolutely. So what what is direct marketing? So direct marketing is sort of the one-to-one relationship of that energy exchange was talked about. So you're looking for instantaneous results. You hear a lot of people, some of our clients are always looking for KPIs and ROIs and all that sort of stuff. And and, the, and they expect to get that through their social media. Mm-hmm. And they're not willing to spend any money on advertising or any other any other forms of marketing. And so you you have to wrap your head around those two different paradigms offer different results. So you have to make a distinction on what type of results you're looking for. So if you're looking for instantaneous gains Mm -hmm. and you want to be able to measure a direct one-to-one action gives you this result, 
then you want to focus your time and money on direct marketing, like paid advertising, Google advertising, paid per click advertising, those sorts of things where you can dump a specific amount of energy and money into that. And then you can expect to get a certain type of result in exchange for that. And, and that's just sort of on a simplified mm-hmm. level. And mm-hmm. hopefully we'll get a chance to break that down because any successful business needs a combination of both of those, but it's the order in which you do them that really makes the biggest difference, especially if you're a startup company. So let's talk about order because honestly, I think, again, talking about the foundation and the longevity of your brand, would you start with the branding? Because again, if you're talking about Nike or Apple, they started out with, this is who we are. This is what we represent. This is what you're buying into. Mm-hmm. And whatever their products are, when they're always doing 2.0s or whatever the next thing is, you still have in your mind what that brand represents. Absolutely. So where, where do you start? Because you need money as a startup as well. Well, uh, well I, think this, I think where you start depends upon where you are in the maturity of your business, first and foremost. So if you're already an established brand and you're making a pivot or you're rebranding or you're launching a new product... The way you approach marketing, whether it's direct marketing or brand marketing, is going to be different than, say, a startup that we were talking about, this gentleman out in California who's launching this new product. He has no business. He has no platform. He has no social media. He has no website. He doesn't even have any logo, uh, brand assets, logos, and all that sort of stuff. But most importantly, he doesn't have a brand value statement. He doesn't know what his mission is. He doesn't know what problem he's solving. Mm-hmm. He doesn't know the purpose of his company other than he had this really good idea, and it's a really good idea. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't know how to get that idea from inception to market with an audience that will buy that product. All mm-hmm. he thinks is that he can build this product, put it into a nice packaging or a nice wrapping, and suddenly people are going to show up and buy it. But if nobody understands a about the product and that's where your direct marketing mm-hmm. could come in if he wants to make instantaneous sales then he could do some direct marketing i don't advise it i would say step back for a minute reframe the value and the purpose and the mission of your company get all of that very clear and succinct in your mind so that when you start all the other pieces that fall in place afterwards direct marketing designs etc website copy content those are easier to fill those voids because you're very clear on what the value and the purpose of your company is Mm -hmm. so i would start at the very beginning Mm -hmm. i think too like when you're talking about that you're you're also mentioning in my mind that you need to partner with the right person because nobody told him how horrible his artwork was well so he's getting 10 steps ahead thinking he's almost ready to to start selling what he has and and nobody had the guts to say this isn't good enough. Yeah, I mean, I, that, I, I don't disagree with you from an artistic perspective, but that's even even in of that point in of itself. Sorry, that was a, a mouthful. That's a very subjective observation um, because what we think is beautiful is, as you know, you're in the photography world and video world, what you think is beautiful doesn't always apply to what someone else's version of beautiful is. So while well, can I say the quality then let's say the quality when he's looking at who his competitors are and if he wants to be in that same affiliation as them, the same rankings. Yeah. Well, what, what, what I would suggest honestly, truthfully is it, it, whether you're artistic or not, and you have design skills and you're really 
brilliant at, at graphic design and all those sorts of things. Whatever it is, get some other people involved in the process to vet that out. Develop some sort of a focus group, even if it's your closest mm-hmm. friends and family, if you've met some people that you've never even met. It's really easy to put something up on social media and say, hey, I'm considering these three different designs for a new idea. Which one's your favorite? Mm-hmm. But he didn't do any of that. He just sort of created something out of the box, and it was it was passionately perfect to him, mm-hmm. but that doesn't always translate into passionately perfect to your buyer. And so yeah. what I what I said to him yesterday in our conversation is, I love the enthusiasm. I love the energy. I love the passion at which you're going about this project. But just because you love it and you think it's perfect, that doesn't necessarily translate to what your buyer wants. Mm-hmm. So you have to be able to craft this message so that the person that's buying your product, it also resonates with them. Yeah, absolutely. And you get that through your branding strategy at the beginning absolutely. as opposed to just direct marketing. Absolutely. So tell me the pros and cons to branding and then pros and cons to direct marketing? Well, I think for, for brand marketing, I think a lot of people lose focus of the fact that it's it's the long game and not a lot of people have patience for the long game. So the con of it, depending upon the perspective, is that if you don't have patience to wait around to establish a social media channel, whether it's Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, whatever the channel you're using, TikTok, you, you have to be able to invest time and energy into it. And, and what you put into it is what you're going to get out of it. So again, it's not really a con to me, but one of the cons of of brand marketing is it takes a lot longer to see results. And and unfortunately, a lot of small business owners who have put a lot of blood, sweat, equity into their business already, they don't have the patience to wait that out. They think that their product is so great that everyone else should think it's so great. Mm -hmm. But if I don't know about your product and I've never seen it and I don't see the value in it, I don't know how great it is. Mm -hmm. So you have to spend some time investing some energy into that. In terms of um, direct marketing... Can I I just interrupt for a second? I think exactly what you're saying is, is, uh, you know, it takes a while to establish a reputation, but that's where we have problems sometimes defining that with our clients because they want to see the ROI on this. And when you're, when you're dealing with the brand and putting that message out there, it doesn't have a, here, I've just crossed off this box. This is exactly where this sale came from. It's really hard to delineate where the, where the dollars are coming from, where the sales are coming from, what the financial success of that branding has been. Well, that's a, that is a really good point. But the, the flip side of that, the negative aspects of that is if you don't spend the time to be clear on this message and you're putting out the wrong types of message and you're inconsistent on that message, you're going to cause buyer confusion and they're not going to really know what your product is and what it is and what it stands for. And they're not going to really understand why they should give you their money or their trust or their loyalty. Mm -hmm. So there's a flip side to that. Being able to be clear on purpose, not only in your brand messaging, but in how your direct marketing is, that has to be purposeful in alignment as well. Because if you're spending a boatload of money on direct marketing, let's just say Facebook advertising, and you're unclear on the message that you're advertising, mm-hmm. that you're dumping money into every single week, every single day, then you will have just ended up wasting all of that money. But the more ruinous harm you've done is that you sort of created and crafted a message that wasn't necessarily authentically you or aligned with your brand purpose. And all those people that saw it, that were like, well, what is this? I don't even know what this is, are going to be turned off. So the next time they see it again, either they will have unfollowed you, or the next time they see it again, they're going to be like, get that out of my face. But done right, done right, the marriage of the two, done right when you're direct marketing, if they like that 
product, they know where they're going to go back to get similar things or more. Yeah, absolutely. So what uh, we, we our vitamins that we get. Absolutely. So, um, if you want to borrow the vitamin story, so we, we were turned on to uh, Dr. Josh Act. He has these brilliant products, nutritional products, holistic um, uh, nutritional elements that he sells, supplements. And we saw his marketing through Instagram. Even though we were turned on to him, we went and checked out what he was doing. And, and the story that we were told by the referral was the exact same story and then some that we saw on his social media, that we saw on his website, that we see in his newsletter that we receive. And so he, we vetted him by looking through his social distribution, and we saw that his message was completely in alignment with what we were told from his referral. And so that's sort of that... That referral, that was his brand marketing. Yeah. He did such a good job of selling his product and crafting his mission that the person who referred us to his product was so much was so enamored with it passionately that she was like, dude, if there's any product you yeah. take this year, these are the products you should try. I've been taking them for three years. These are the results I've seen. They come simple and clean yeah. and, and like every little yeah. box that was checked off on his branding, he had done properly. And you know, once you start to investigate someone online, you're going to be inundated with their direct marketing, but we've already been inundated with one product that we know, Hey, this is great. They start direct marketing with other products and you're like, okay, this totally falls in line. We're going to purchase more because mm-hmm. it's done right. Mm-hmm. Um, another con of the direct marketing uh, that if you, if you go at this without any purpose and you just sort of start dumping money, it, it becomes a bottom bottomless pit because like we talked about earlier, if if you're not clear on what your brand value is in the in the outset of this, you can't align that message with everything else. So that when someone receives a message from you, but then they go check out your website like we did with Dr. Axe, and, and you don't see that alignment, you have what's called buyer confusion. But more importantly, that's not a sustainable business model. If you're only putting your money into direct marketing and you don't have any brand messaging or clarity or purpose behind it, it's not a sustainable model and you're you're going to very quickly go broke because the wording, the messaging, the visuals, everything that you're putting into that advertising bar if it doesn't have any purpose, it's literally just throwing money and just hoping that somebody catches it from the from a 30,000 altitude airplane. It's brand loyalty. We will buy from, you know, if 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 we have a choice of all these things in front of us, very similar products because you know the vitamins he's making are similar to vitamins everyone else is making, but you create brand loyalty. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and the brand loyalty is created through the brand messaging. Let's just be clear from right. that. It's the brand marketing, brand messaging that creates your raving fan. Yeah. So if we're talking about running shoes again, Nike as opposed to Converse as opposed to, help me out, you know, Puma. Yeah, any of, all the, of those things. Any of the sporting, if you want to take any of the sporting brands, they're all experts at marketing and they spend inordinate millions of dollars on that brand message. It, it's Apple. You know, Apple knows. Why, why are kids going to want to spend $200 on a pair of running shoes? Yeah, absolutely. Because they've seen superstars who wear them, who rave them, who, I mean, they get paid to do so. But each of these brands are very, very specific about the type of audience they want to attract. And they use that audience metrics in the data and the algorithms that they run. And then they take all that, they reverse engineer it and craft a brand message that then speaks to those audiences. So if Mm -hmm. you can somehow figure out all of those things up front, the alignment, the purpose, the message, you can reverse engineer how you market to those people. And then when you engage in your direct marketing campaigns, you can use all of those tools at your disposal as your sort of your, your arsenal. So can you just kind of simply explain to us the best way to marry the two? 
for the most success that you're going to have with your business because we all have limited budgets and we all have limited time. And like we said, when we're speaking with our clients, they want to see results. So you're not necessarily able to um, graph those results from your brand strategy and your brand marketing. I think the first piece is being clear on your on your brand strategy by spending some time at the outset of your business idea, being very clear on the pillars and the foundation that your business will stand for. And, and that's the purpose. That's your mission. And, and I also want to add that creates the language too. Correct. It's your mission and it's the mission. And those are two different things. So your mission is just, you know, a bunch of fancy words that stand for what you believe in. But ultimately, what's the mission you are on in creating this product or providing this solution or providing this service? What mission are you on? And when people see those missions, some people will line up with it and some will not. And obviously, the people who line up with it, those are buyers. And then those are the type of people that you really want to market to. So, But when, when we align, we're willing to spend more money, aren't we? When you find something you're passionate about, absolutely, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and it's our job as marketers. It's our job as branders. It's our jobs as CEOs of our personal brand to make sure that other people are very clear, as clear as we are why our product is so amazing. Mm -hmm. And if you can't do that in clear, succinct, 30-second elevator pitch fashion, you're going to end up rubbing people off the wrong way or you're just not going to connect with the Mm -hmm. right buyer. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So get that piece um, straight away, your purpose, your brand strategy. And then once you're clear on that, you can establish the the various portals that you want to show up on, whether it's your website. And not everybody needs like a highly functional million-dollar website. The the, the role of websites today are completely different Mm -hmm. than they were five years ago, even even a year ago. But you need to have a clean billboard where people can land because everyone's going to Google you or everyone's Mm going to Yahoo you or Bing you or whatever they're surrounded. Does anybody use Yahoo or Bing anymore? But everyone's going to Google you and they're going to go to your website and they're just going to very quickly see does this look like something I can trust? And that's the visual eyeball metric. Like, And you know right off the bat, and it's different for everybody, but how many people come to your website and like, man, I love your website because it's clean, it's simple, the language is compelling, the graphics are beautiful, the, the, image, the images are artistic. It's very clear to see that, that you know exactly what you're doing. And so people use that and they're like, okay, I really want to talk to this girl or this photographer. And so then they use that as sort of their launch pad. And most people will do that five or six times. They'll find five or six companies doing comparative shopping if they're not just budget shopping. And they'll look for something that really resonates with them. And that's their launch pad of their Mm -hmm. buyer persona and where they're going to go next. Mm -hmm. And then the next piece would do establish supporting ancillary marketing pillars, which would be your social media, obviously, um, some sort of communication portal so that you can engage with the people who come to your website. So email funnels, newsletters, that sort of stuff. And then once you have all of that clear and succinct, then you can spend some money on your direct marketing because your direct marketing should be driving them back to these portals we just mm-hmm. talked about, website, your social media, et cetera. And now the two are in alignment, all of them channeling right into the buyer, the, the buyer patterns. And so there you've got, you've solved your problem. Can we also talk about one thing that you should clarify? And that's always in, in all aspects of your business is the communication, what your expectations are, what your understanding of it is as well going into it. So to have that clearly defined to you, to have that communication as this is what we're doing, this is what you can expect, this is should be the results, this is the time frame and all of that. Because to think, hey, I'm just going to invest money on my my website and this, well, here's what you can expect from that. Don't don't tell me that that that's all, you know, put 30,000 into a website and I'm set. 
So are you are you are you asking me how important commun- your your external forward facing communication is? I think so because if if you're not having those open conversations at the beginning and setting what the actual goals are that what the expectations are can vary from either side. So not explaining that correctly can make um, make or break a relationship with a client. Well, well, it's everything you, because they're they're coming in thinking, hey, well, where's where are my results? Yeah, it's it's it, it, well, again, that's a separate conversation to me. But your communication is part of your brand marketing at the core of what you do. How you communicate with your client, your port, your your portfolio. The images, the graphics, the messages, the social media, mm-hmm. everything that anyone reads about you, your reviews, that's your brand message. So if you don't have a Google review page set up, for example, and you're not collecting testimonials from mm-hmm. your clients, people look at that because most people are driving around now and on the phone. And because it's geographically searched, they're looking up for whatever product they're looking for. And you can quickly see this mm-hmm. is a five-star or a one-and-a-half-star rated company. That is also your brand message. So so be very, very clear about that. And your brand message is everything. It's literally everything. How you tell your story to your buyer, that's going to result in whether they become your follower or not your follower. Yeah, I don't think I communicated to you clearly there because I was talking about who you partner with to help you with your oh. branding or your direct marketing. So that, but they're both good points. Yeah. Um, I would say that it's no different than, than anything we've talked about when you're looking for someone to help you with your brand, mm-hmm. be very clear on what your goals are up front. And, and if this company, this agency, this firm, or this, if it just solo partner that you're, you're outsourcing mm-hmm. your work to, isn't asking you those types of questions. You should be very wary of, mm-hmm. of their expertise mm-hmm. because anyone who's going to help you with your marketing or your branding and, and has half a sense of what they're doing should very clearly know that you have to start somewhere with the foundation first. Mm-hmm. And again, whomever is helping you needs to be very clear on what your goals are as a business owner. What is it you're trying to accomplish here? And What's your budget? And be able to have reflections with you and offer counsel to you and not just try to make a sale. Mm-hmm. And and for my for my position, I'd rather lose a sale and a client not be able to afford me because of, of my services than just chill, sell them a bunch of bullshit to get them in and then quickly realize that I can't deliver on that mm-hmm. because it's only going to set me up for failure as well. So at the outset of this, I do what we both do. We have these, we have these conversations with our clients so that we're very clear on what their marketing and their business objectives are. And then we set about to craft a solution that's customized mm-hmm. to those end goals. Yeah. Absolutely. And be very, and, and you should hire somebody who's your accountability partner, yeah. not someone who's just to be a yes man. Yeah. I, you know, like everyone's in the agency world now and everyone's in soul. And I'm not saying I'm better than you or I'm not, I'm just saying that far be it from me to take your business just because you're going to pay me. If I haven't yeah. done, if I haven't provided the counsel and the candor, which you should be paying me for yeah. to give you my advice for the resource exchange that we're having between each other. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Anything else you want to add? No, there's a lot of information. I hope it was valuable. I think so. Okay. No, I think um, congratulations to you on your new enterprise. I think it's fantastic. Never before have we had the opportunity to launch our own personal version, our own personal slice of the world and share it with so many people. Social media, you have access to seven and a half billion Mm -hmm. people. And if you can, if you, if you have a product that you believe in that, solves a problem for somebody or crafts a solution for somebody or provides a service that somehow is indispensable and unique, then you should go about getting that thing into place right away. 
but be very, very clear on what you're doing first and foremost so that you have your infrastructure in place so that you're better equipped to scale that brand and support whomever is paying you money to support them. Absolutely. I think it's a really exciting time for entrepreneurs. I know that we're not exactly creating anything new. It's just, you know, recycled ideas a lot of the time. So it's frustrating. You you know, why, why is anyone going to purchase from me? What's, you know, how am I going to launch my business? But on the other side, we're in a, in a, time frame that we can use all of the great social media aspects that are our hands, our disposal, branding, direct marketing, all those things that have the opportunity to launch our businesses really quickly. Mm-hmm. And if done right, we can be in that productive stage right away. Absolutely. Yeah. There are there are not a lot of original ideas floating around right now. Um, there are some, obviously. But it's it's in the delivery of your recycled idea. How how can how can I present my product in a unique value offered way that resonates with somebody else who also sees relatively eye to eye on how I see the value, the value system of, and the exchange of things. And if you can find that and solve that problem for somebody, you'll be more in lo- more in line and aligned to grow your database of followers. Yeah. Cause 10 years ago, how could you have done this as quickly? Nobody would have had the money to spend yeah. that kind of money, radio ads, billboards, yeah. television that was out of our reach. Absolutely. So you had to go traditional routes, which is, you know, going door to door, dropping leaflets, direct mail, like all of those things. And now we can basically with, with the, our time and energy and, and small budgets mm-hmm. reach out and craft messages that can connect with a large audience of people. Perfect. Cool. Well, thanks for taking the time to ask me those questions. I know. Trick questions. Not really. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for joining us. All right. So, this slide. so I'm Devo. This is Lisa. This is Mind Body Business. We know you have options to listen to podcasts. There are like six and a half million podcasts mm-hmm. right now. So we're honored that you've taken the time and energy to sit down for 30 minutes and listen to us dispense our little version of the world. So where can they find more of you? They can find me at Sprout Connectors on Instagram or Fusion Photog. And they can find you at Sprout Connectors or Lisa's Daft Photo. All right, then. See you on the other side.